to the Chris and Sam podcast. Pull up a bar stool and join us for a random conversation, guaranteed to make you think or your money back. Hey guys, welcome to episode number 78 of the Chris and Sam podcast. Thank you for joining us. My name is Sam, sitting across from me in our amazing basement sort of studio is Chris. Hey, how you going? This is episode 78, and you're back from Queenstown. You're back from Christchurch. Let's get on with it. Yeah, so the South Island's been good to us both, I guess. Yep, South and, Island's and, really good, and, actually. Uh, I really and when, like it, when I say he's back, I literally just picked him up from the airport like we just got back. We just got back, and uh, we're doing a podcast right now. We were going to do it tomorrow morning, but uh, Chris is working early. Yay, I'm working. Money. So uh, early doesn't bother me too much, but it might bother our flatmate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Get up at five and do that. And um, mind you, she could be at the dawn parade. You never know. Um, I'm going to say no because I'm uh, say no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not not likely. Uh, yeah. So um, yeah, how was your trip? It was good. Uh, we can get to that in a second. Okay. I thought we'd just finish off the Queenstown wrap up. You do have some uh, Queenstown toilet paper written down here. Queenstown toilet paper. There's the one thing that um, surprised me about Queenstown. And, and Are they I, all I, using one-ply budget toilet no, paper? No, well, because, you know, I've had three-ply. I've had two-ply, which is normal. Yes. I've had one-ply, but I'm pretty sure they have they, point, they, zero they, point something They ply. didn't have three shells, did they? <laughs> no, they had zero point something ply. Like, what? I have never come across... Um, so this is like paper, paper thin, so paper tissue paper. I mean, like one piece of tissue paper. It was just ridiculous. But it was like everywhere you went. No, well, just the two places: the the backpackers uh, that I stayed at. Okay, backpackers. And, maybe I could understand. And, and the memorial hall where where the uh, Ted Ted TEDx was uh, being held. Well, they're spending all their money on real estate and things. They can't afford luxuries. Yeah, well, it wasn't. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it wouldn't have been the Ted guys that that. Put toilet rolls. Oh no, there, no, I'm not saying like, it is, but but yeah, it was just like what? This is ridiculous. This is the m- this uh, anyway. It's not the most pleasant thing, no. to be honest. To have ti- a really thin, thin, tiny toilet paper. But anyway, yeah. So it was it was notable enough that I made a note of it. And we've now mentioned it, so uh, it's gospel. Yeah, That's but, everywhere. Um, yeah, and and apparently the median house price in Queenstown is eight hundred thousand dollars for a house. That's the sort of the affordable housing in Queenstown. Looks um, good. Because they have 22,000 ratepayers in Queenstown and 2.5 million visitors every year. Wow, that's crazy. I didn't realize it was uh, so many visitor yeah, I know. to it permanent just, people, I guess. It just blew my mind. Um, yeah, so 22,000 ratepayers, but even the ratepayers, a lot of them don't live there all the time. Yes, yeah. and you've also wangled tickets to TEDx Auckland, I see. Uh, yeah, I, I th- big thanks to uh, Elliot, who may be listening to this. Um, yeah, no, um, Elliot's uh, helped me out because um, I can't afford to buy tickets. I've bought tickets every other TEDx Auckland event. You have? I met, I was planning on getting tickets for this one, thinking it was a single-day normal event, but it's not, so I'm very jealous of it's you. It's a double day, and it's Thursday, Friday, which is a little odd. I actually have those days off of work as well. Though my normal days off, so you know, yeah, I had throwing a, that out to the universe. <laughs> I've had a couple of people say, "Oh, so can you hook us up with some tickets?" <laughs> I'm like, 
Uh, no. Do they do a podcast with you, Chris? No. <laughs> They're at the bottom of the list. Okay? I oh, know. You're, you're definitely at the top of the list. Yeah, good to right. hear. That's good right. to hear. So, um, yeah. So, anyway, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to TEDx uh, Auckland. That's another week and a bit away. Um, next weekend, uh, while, I, while we're on the t- TEDx subject, yes. next weekend I've got our first um, speaker practice with all the speakers from TEDx Rakura appearing. Okay, uh, so that's all back-to-back Yep, all of them doing the full thing on a stage, well, in a lecture theatre. I think we're going to use it at the uni or something. Yeah. Um, and they are panicking, all of them except Joe. Joe may be panicking, but I haven't heard from her, so I have no idea how she's going. Um, are you allowed to mention her name? No, I'm not. Just throwing that out there. I'll beep that out later. No, Joe. Joe's okay because there's gazillion. Oh, that's true. Know who it is? Yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, so uh, that's cool. It's interesting that they're all, all stressing about it, but they're all really happy that we've got a like this deadline on the thirtieth of April, and then we've got you know two more deadlines before the final event. So, yeah, that's starting to come together. So, yeah, all things TEDx is going well. Now, long-time listeners do know that Chris has been married in the past. If you were getting remarried again. Because you you know stranger things have happened. Um, yeah. Would yeah. you go down the pastafarian wedding route uh, oh, if yeah. if the the bride to be was full pastafarian? Because I'm assuming you're not at the moment. Who um, knows? Uh, no, no I, I I could handle a pastafarian wedding. It it would mean more than um, some religious type wedding. Absolutely. So yeah, pastafarian would be good. Except I don't know that I. I if if it was Harley doing it, I'd be totally in. Um, the other chick that did the first yeah. ever one, yeah. hearing hearing some of the stories behind the scenes from sort of Harley's perspective, yeah, and seeing the photo of that chick, I can see that she's a complete dick. <laughs> I'm glad you said that, not me, because yeah, uh, that's pretty much what I'm thinking. So, um, yeah, it's a shame that Harley didn't get the first uh, wedding, but um, he had to be ordained to do so, and to be ordained, he had to get this chick that ended up getting the first to ordain him, but she wouldn't until she's done the wedding, which is the first in the world, isn't it? So It is, apparently. Yeah, so, so, yeah, and it yeah. was pirate-themed as well. Yeah, well, anyway, it's all good. I think it's cool. Um, it's a bit of fun. Maybe we should have a Jedi wedding. Yep, sounds great. Um, what, has it happened? I'm not sure. I know there's been themed ones, but uh, Jedi's religion on the I don't know now I'm thinking about it it's a re- it's a box in the census form you can be Jedi yeah exactly so I don't know that's strange I'm not really going to look into it anymore but uh, it's an interesting thought if you're Jedi and you've performed a marriage ceremony or know someone that has please let us know I, I don't think they've uh, been unable to do it so oh, I don't yes. think the um, they haven't gone through the rigmarole yeah, of, uh, and, and the I don't government. know if there's a Jedi order in New Zealand like a, an established one Yes. Hmm. Very anyway. interesting. They should jump on that boat. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe you could be the first Jedi. No, I'm not that um no. <laughs> <laughs> not that desperate. So what's the sync <laughs> toy thing you're talking about? Oh, I just yeah, so as you know, in my day to day job, it's very stressful and I'm very busy all the time. And <laughs> part of my job I watch a lot of movies. Completely unrelated to what I actually do for my job, but I do have a lot and lo- lots and lots of free time. Uh, so much so, I'm not even going to tell you what my job is. But um, what I've been finding is when I download stuff, I mean, buy stuff legally online, um, when it's on the hard drive, <laughs> when I put it on the portable... <laughs> you're on the- <laughs> Sorry. 
Sorry. Keep up. Sorry, I need more wine. You do. Drink your wine there. Uh, <laughs> when I plug in my external hard drive, I just copy and paste. I was waiting for that to catch up. I copy and paste the movies from my computer to the external hard drive, and I have to remember what I've put on each drive and all this. Uh, and I thought there has to be a bit. I know there's a better way of doing this. So I've had a look around, and there's some semi-shady-looking apps that can do this. They sync things. Yeah. Um, but they're, like, on f- random free websites, which may or may not be yeah. viruses and all sorts of crap. But Microsoft have a, a application that you can get. It's called SyncToy. Works really, really well. Um, there's three modes. So you can synchronize um, both drives, and they're exactly identical both ways. You can go left to right only. Uh, deletions can occur, but only on your main one on the left. Uh, and then you can do another mode called contribute, and there's no deletions. It just notes that there's changes, and it works great. I just plug in this drive, and I just go to sync toy, and I go sync now, and it works out what's different, and it updates my external hard drive for my movie-watching pleasure. All right. So not only can it do external drives, it can do internal drives, so... What I've done is uh, the archives for the Chris and Sam podcast is on my computer. It's also backed up to the external hard drive and backed up online as well. So it's all covered. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. So it's a nice product. That'd be quite good for um, backing up some of our film footage and things like that. It's good for anything where you need two files or drives or whatever to always have the same stuff on both. Yeah. Okay. And it works really well. Sync Toy. Toy's a funny name for it, isn't it? Oh, yeah, no. yeah. I mean, who knows why they called it that. Someone was having fun that day. And uh, I hear um, we've got more US listeners than New Zealand listeners. Welcome. To how, oh, how does it? Howdy, folks. Howdy, folks. Uh, welcome to the Chris and Sam podcast. If you're listening to us from the States, people are chomping through the back catalogue, I have to admit. Like, yeah. yeah. From episode one right through. Uh, everyone's enjoying it. I'd love to hear, if you if you listen to this one, let us know what your favorite story is. Mine is probably the B story with Chris. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, we should tell some more stories. I need to tell some more stories. But anyway, we, yeah, we, we haven't, I, I haven't really got into that at the moment. And um, yeah, not on, to, uh, not on the ball today. We do have a lot of stuff to cover here. True, true. So, uh, Modi, Bodie McBoatface won. Yes, you'll remember from the episode 76 or 75, we talked about Bodie McBoatface. Now, the UK people that came up with the competition, uh, they shot themselves in the foot because they just put everyone's submissions online. Bodie McBoatface was the favourite. It's now won. They've come back and said, mm, we may not be able to actually call the boat that. So, they've upset people. Yeah. I read a comment and someone says, look, from a publicity point of view, what they need to do is get a really good PR person, go across and say, look, we can't call it that, but we're going to have Boatie McBoatface as a life raft on that boat. And Boaty McBoatface is going to save people's lives when things go wrong. And this whole comment was a really good spin on it. Yeah. And they said if they do that right now instead of umming and ahhing, they'll be fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah You've got to get ahead of these things and get in front of it and just make something happen with it. You do. Uh, we're getting a new piece of artwork at Hamilton uh, up the road from us at the museum. Right. Um, it's hard to describe. I'll post the photo online, but if anyone... I had to look up what these things are called. Cuisinier rods, which are the counting rods from school. 
Um, they may not have had them when you were at school, Chris, because oh, I don't no, think no, plastic no, no. was they invented. Defi- they definitely had those. Were they, they made of bone and wood? They had the wood ones, and then they came out with pl- plastic later. Yeah. The, the artist has gifted it to Hamilton Council, who rejected it the first time, and then the second time they said, oh, we'll take it now that you've told us it's worth $700,000. See, now, to me, that is just really, really good marketing, right? It so, is. So I, I'm an artist, let's say, and uh, I ha- I want to make a piece of art, and I want to make a career out of this. Uh, nobody wants to buy my art, so I make something huge. I offer it to as many cities as I can until somebody says yes. And I say, it's worth 700000 but I'll give it to you for free, which is what he did. Um, still took a couple of years to get that through. It did, it did. But um, now he's got an art installation uh, valued at 700000 in Hamilton. In a major New Zealand city. Yeah. So that's so, going to be um, awesome for him. When I he think. goes to the next one and says, I've got this one and it'll only cost you $200,000, um, somebody, somebody will pay him. It. So, yep, um, uh, I'm looking forward to it being completely unveiled. I don't think. Yeah, it has do you been know yet. when it is being unveiled? No, the stories are all vague. Uh, oh, yeah. Who knows? By the way, are you going to uh, Dawn Parade tomorrow? No, wasn't planning on it. I've never been to one. Um, I said last year that I would go to one, but actually, I got to work in the morning. So. Last year I worked. Uh, last year I worked in the morning, and I couldn't work out why all these people were outside our place. It um. Five o'clock in the morning when oh, I was going to right. work, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was like uh, hordes of people coming towards me, and I was like, "Oh, dawn service." Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you when you work that early, uh, that's a bit of a surprise. Um, yeah, I'm working tomorrow morning, but not that early. I'm working at seven, but I think it'll be a bit of a problem if I hang around for the dawn parade and then try to get to work because it could be I'll miss it. So that's cool. Um, okay, so um, did you did I write down confinement? No, I love how you don't remember what you wrote, but no, I am also guilty I'm of like, this. Oh crap! What I, did I write down? I just wrote that real briefly. I wasn't actually going to mention it on the podcast, but I will that you brought it up. <laughs> I've seen some advertisements around the place. Uh, Hamilton's got their own uh, escape from the room facility game thing. All right, it's I don't called, know what that is. Oh, it's called confinement. They lock you in a room. You've got sixty minutes to escape. I think you've got to be four of you, and there's puzzles and clues everywhere to help you find the key. All right. Really big in the States, and there's different versions, and they can get really hard or simple. Uh, the hard one's called Saw. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah and they just film it. <laughs> oh, oh, I love me. Anyway, he's, he's loving the he's loving the joke that he just made, and he just made an awesome laugh sound bite that I have to add to the files that I'm building. Uh yeah, I'm sorry. I, so, I've um, got to keep going on this one. I really do. We should check that out at some point. You've got um DNA data storage. I read the headline, uh, the link header. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, this guy. Well, gosh, I really need to check it out. Um, this guy. Just make it up. All right, let me just make this up. So you know, I was I was really into this when I was watching it on the TV or whatever it was, um, or reading it on the um, web website. But yeah, they have decided that they can. They've, they've started putting stuff that. Let me start again. <laughs> um, they're storing data in DNA, and you can get five point five petabytes in a gram of DNA. Um, do you know how they do that? I can't get my head around. I mean, 
So they can just get some data and chuck it in a bit of DNA. Effectively. effectively. So DNA is a new storage medium, potentially. Yeah, uh, potentially. They don't have read-write, really have the read-write worked out, I don't think. Okay. But they can can do that. Um, it's interesting because um, one of my, my now favorite bo- blogs by Tim Urban is Wait But Why?, and um, did you did I share with you the Elon Musk thing he started talking about? No, I, I read it anyway. And then after that, he's gone on to he's done a two parter on um, basically what Ray Kurzweil calls the singularity. So it's uh, ASI, which is artificial intelligence, but it's artificial superintelligence. So there's artificial intelligence, which is the broad overall thing. Yeah. There's artificial narrow intelligence, which is like Google Maps. What's the most direct way to get from here to there? You know. Yeah, so yeah. It's, it's only going to think. Yep. Yeah, it's only going to think of it in a narrow way. AGI or um, is artificial general intelligence. So it, it would act like a human. Yeah. Um, also called human level machine intelligence, HMLMI, some other people call it. It's really interesting because they reckon that we will get to AGI in 2040, 2040 a lot of people think. Some, uh, I think Ray Kurzweil thinks it's 2025. Oh. Um, but what happens then is it, if, you, if it's recursive in the way it learns, if you say all right, I want you now to learn. Um, it can learn 24-7 just by doing iterations. You, you know what I mean, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so it can go from, they reckon it'll be something like, oh, it's lunchtime, and um, we've created AGI. Fantastic, fantastic. It's got an IQ of 140. An hour later, it's got an IQ bigger than Einstein. Three hours later, it's now godlike. It's a super intelligence. Yeah, I saw, I didn't read the article, but the image was this is the history of time and this is where you are. Yeah, yeah, that. that to show uh, the um, exponential growth yeah, of things. Yeah. So part one is about the exponential growth, and part two is about why you might want to be afraid that this is going to happen. And it's fascinating that his article, he really does write these things well. We'll make sure. It's linked up in the show notes, but it's like um, the problem is we tend to anthropomorphize these things. So we say it acts like a human, but it's not a human. It's a robot. So imagine if there was a, hu- uh, a huge spider with a brain of a, you know, intelligence, right? Yeah. You wouldn't expect it to think the same way we would think. No. So if you give a... Um, a robot a job to do um it won't think twice about killing humans in terms of if it if it r- helps it to achieve its its job and if it thinks that the humans might pull the plug on it and it's more intelligent than we are nah just wipe us out it's like fr- fly spray. doesn't it need the laws of robotics put in there though so it doesn't do the harm yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah, that would be I, it's interesting because that's sort of what you have to do but if you put in laws like that, it would, when it gets so much smarter than us, and we're talking orders of magnitude smarter, like you have to read this article because you have no, until I read that, I went, oh, that's what superintelligence means. Yeah. Like, it would it would be able to answer any question that we want to do, you know? Uh, can you create climate 
um, control the climate issue. Oh, yeah, done. Not even like, it'd be like asking you, oh, I've dropped my pencil, can you pick it up? Yeah, yeah. It's just so easy for them. So, um, yeah, so that's possibly going to happen in our lifetime. And when that happens, it may be an extinction event. So it'll either... Looks good. We'll have some drinks. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It, it, It may be that we'll live forever. Or it may be we will be extinct. Someone that won't be around to see it is Prince. He's dead. Yeah. You're probably going to have a long-winded story now about some time in the past with something to do with Prince. Yeah, For well, me, he just died. Oh, uh, dude. So I, I really like Purple Rain, the album. And I went to the movies to see Purple Rain, the film. Yes. And that week, um, the film, the album, and the single were all number one in the U.S., and as far as I know, that was the first time that it ever happened. Has it that. happened before? I'm trying to think what It else. hasn't happened before. I think it has happened since. Okay. I think Eminem might have done something with 8, eight Mile. Okay, that sounds um, good. But I'm not sure. But yeah, he was the first to do it. And that was like that was hugely innovative because it was a dramatic film, if you haven't seen Purple Rain, and not a musical. Like, you know, there was no. songs and stuff in it, but it was a dramatic film. Yeah. Um, Doesn't so someone get beaten up in it? Uh, yeah. He, he his, It's basically a story of his childhood. He, yeah, he yeah, was yeah. abused as a kid. So, um, yeah, no, it's, it's sad to see uh, Prince is gone. I, I really, really liked him, but then I sort of um, lost the plot a little bit when he went the symbol way and got all weird and stuff, and I, was, I didn't really follow him from there. But i got to say... Um, Kevin Smith uh, had something, a good Facebook post about him. And, um, yeah, and he mentions him a bit in his uh, talks and stuff. And, uh, yeah, I think he'll be missed. Okay. Anyway, well, and the other thing is he had talent. Dude. He did. He there played was, uh, 27 instruments yeah. in his first album, and he played them all himself. Yep. He learned all this stuff. And, I mean, you know, people go, oh, Kanye West is the greatest. No, nah, he's an idiot. He's got no talent. <laughs> no. Prince, did you see that 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 thing on Facebook that listed all everything Prince did? No. I, he I wrote didn't. it all, produced it, uh, did everything, did all the instruments. Um, yeah, just amazing guy, musically. Yeah. yeah. Yep, genius. Weird, uh, but a genius. I got a bit ragey this week. Ooh. Um, cool. <laughs> now, we've spoken about the Wicked Camper thing in the past. You're up to play with that. We had to fill Chris in with what was going on with that. You know, the offensive yeah, yeah, yeah. slogans. Zed Energy is thinking about banning the Wicked Campers from filling up at their petrol stations. What does the public think about that? So they blurted this out in a moment of, I don't know, some sort of brain fart. And they pushed it out to the media. And they're like, oh, and everyone's gone, well, we don't know how it's going to work, what the mechanism's going to be. But if the public want it, we will ban these campers from filling up at Z stations. So I'm thinking... Okay, let's step back a bit. You've got people coming into the country that are probably very open to ideas and things. They don't give a crap what's on a van. Some of them might not be able to read it properly Exactly. Yep, they've got a cheap van. They're going to go fill it up with petrol. Some pimply-faced teenager or middle-aged Indian or some weirdo at a petrol station on a forecourt is going to come out and trying to explain to someone, hey, uh, because of the vehicle you're driving, we can't sell you petrol. How is that going to work? Yeah, no, it's it's, it's really it's dumb. It's some sort of they're discrimination jumping, or they're something? They're just jumping on the bandwagon to and get And that publicity. is what the commentators have said. Yeah. Exactly that. They're a bunch of dicks. Yeah, it, it, yeah it's a bit, bit of a noob move, 
Really? It seems weird. Like, I don't think it went through their PR channel. I think it was just the head of Z went, I know what, I'm going to tell everyone that uh, we're going to ban it. What do they reckon? So I reckon I'd love to hear the fly-on-the-wall internal conversations they have with this guy. Yeah, it'll be interesting too because you wouldn't want to be that PR or or media person working there because you've got to deal with this. And and the worst person you ever have to deal with in those sorts of roles is is your boss, is the CEO. Because he's in charge. Because he's usually an idiot. I mean, he knows best. (laughs) Yeah, well, because you can't tell him anything. Um, no, so anyway, I as mentioned before, I did just get back from Christchurch. I've uh, been to the Little River Giant Pumpkin, Pumpkin, Bumpkin Country Festival or whatever it's called. Little River Giant Pumpkin, Bumpkin Festival. Sounds good. <laughs> uh, pretty interesting event, lots and lots of people. and Yeah, because you said there was over a, a thousand people there. Oh, easily. It was, all, yeah. it was heaps of people. That's huge. The heaviest pumpkin ended up being 163 kilos, and then the next one was oh, maybe 30. I don't know. It was real little. Is is that just because of the South Island isn't good growing climate, or is that because they just haven't got serious pumpkin grows down there? Probably a bit of both. On their um, program, they did say they had weighed in one over 360 kilos previously. All oh, right. So okay. someone down there has been growing them big. Okay. But on my trip, how many museums have I been to? Oh, good good question. Tell me. No, you guess. Four. Two. Okay. What type of museums have I been to, Chris? Uh, you've probably been to a tractor museum. Um, or a farm implement museum. No. I No, no. I went to the Air Force Museum, New Zealand oh, yeah. Air Force Museum. Pretty cool. And then uh, randomly today on the way back from the Little River Pumpkin Festival... Um, of course, Google's just shit itself, <laughs> and now it's trying to show me a map. Um, I look, look at it. That's your stupid phone. You can't blame Google. I'm on your... the iPad. Let's blame Apple. Oh, oh okay. Sorry, I can't see because the monitor's in the way. It, this website's so terrible. I trying to scroll. I ended up at Birdlings Flat, which is a big beach, and it's amazing. And it's just got uh, round flat rocks and pebbles everywhere there's no sand the whole thing is just rocks everywhere okay and you dig down a little bit and you find some nice shiny ones and if you put them in a rock tumbler they come out amazing but on the way back right yeah so gem gemstones and stuff all right yeah okay. and there's a sign and it says in this area there's probably like 50 or 60 houses just randomly scattered around and there's a sign it's the gemstone and fossil museum and you go down to someone's house <laughs> and you go through this gateway and you go there's like a it looks like a sleep out at the front and it says please ring this bell and i was expecting a normal doorbell so i pressed it it goes bah! really <laughs> it's really loud so the old guy down the back his name's vince by the way uh he can come out and he opens the door and he turns all the lights on and he sits behind this little counter and it was really impressive there was massive massive amount what, what did it cost you to go in it's free are you serious? Yeah. So, bong. So Poor old s- Cecil. What was his name? Vince. <laughs> Seven days a week, 9.30 till 5, you can rock up to this guy's house and he has to open it up once you press the buzzer. For free. For free. They do... do uh, they do sell some stuff there. Yeah, I yeah. I brought some a googly-eyed rock and then um, gave him some change for the donation. All right. But there's some really cool stuff there. They have amazing stuff washed up. And I said, look, 
they've been collecting stones and things for about 34 years, roughly. But I said to him, how long have you actually been doing this? And he said, oh, 2003, I decided to get real serious. Oh, cool. <laughs> and, uh, open up this museum. So I'll post some photos of that. Uh, it's hard. I can't describe it. It's hard to um, All right. judge cool. it. I did go to Willow Bank as well, which is a um, far, uh, animal sanctuary thing. Oh, okay. Because so it sounds familiar. I'm yeah. Like, oh. So I got, um, I love the Kias. I got an amazing shot of Kia. Um, cool. You may have seen that on Facebook, but I don't think you no, even I didn't. saw it. No, I haven't been looking And the those. really cool thing that I really like, the first thing you get there is like, do you want the animal food? And this is pretty standard when you go to animal places. Here's some food for the birds. Here's some food for the goats and wildlife and llamas and other crap. Yeah, yeah. cool. And do you want the eel food? And there's these little tubs of mushed up meat. Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> yes, I do. So they've got a pool of eels. Some of them, are, they live up to 100 years old, so there's some really big ones Holy, in there. Holy, really? Yeah. Wow. And there's these little, there's these metal spoons stuck on wire rope, and you scoop it out, and the eels jump out of the water and come up, and you feed them. Oh, that sounds good. Did you video some of that? No, but I got photos of it. Oh, damn. Check it a video. Yes, didn't think of the video. Actually, I keep forgetting about video. To be honest, <laughs> but uh, very cool. Hey, I do something stupid in the flat, and the video is like racing to his hand. Bloody eels, and um, I know no. I've got the camera in my hand taking photos, <laughs> but I forget to take a video. Damn it! Anyway, I'll show you all the photos later on, and uh, we have to wrap up this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, had you ever heard of Right Speed? I just want to say that first. No, I no. It's a New Zealand company, and they uh, make um, electric motors for diesel trucks. Oh yeah, sorry, stuff. yep, sorry, I did hear about them. Yeah, and and they uh, their mission is to get rid of the need for diesel in all garbage trucks, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah. So um, yeah, I I just hadn't heard of it. There was some ads or something on recently, and it and I heard it and went, wow, that's really cool. Why don't I know about this? Uh, it's, yeah, he's really cool, but he's just got one of the biggest contracts for something in America. Yeah, yeah, because he, he, um, he was one of the founders of Tesla with Elon Musk. Yeah. So um, and, He's yeah. very clever, and um, they yeah. did a story maybe a year and a half ago that I saw on 60 Minutes, I think it was, and he was talking about the trucks and how they're just electric. Yeah, cuz my mate Darren, um he uh he was he's been talking about, you know, they should just have electric truck. He he knew more about this than me, but he was like that's just totally the way to go. So, yeah, anyway. Okay, so we're going to wrap this up. Uh thanks for listening. Uh if if you are on the iTunes machine, uh pop in and rate and review us. That would be really nice. Um I don't have Apple, so I don't rate and review, so if you don't have Apple, I get it. Not a biggie. Uh, otherwise, follow us on Twitter at Chris and Sam Pod, uh, or on Facebook, the Chris and Sam Podcast, or the Chris and Sam Podcast dot com. That's where you'll find us. Um, and we're both on the uh, Twitter quite a bit. So, yep. just send us a message. Let us know what you want to hear. Let us know what you don't want to hear. Let us know if you think the life of Chris is a stupid idea. And then we'll stop doing them. <laughs> it's not happening. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, you know. All right. Until That's ne- all from me. Yeah, until next time. See ya. Bye. Hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to subscribe and we'll catch you next week. Don't forget to tell your friend.